Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am the host here today. I serve as the president of the IAW community and am back again with a fabulous guest. I'm I'm actually really excited because Tanya Meme is joining me and I met her years ago through the IAW community. And it's been interesting to kind of watch her journey and and learn from her and and see what she's been up to. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her today because she's doing some really cool stuff and she's she's got a, a great story um, of how she's overcome a lot of things. And she's somebody who you maybe have seen on TV before. And I think we all kind of get that wow factor of, oh my God, they were on TV. Um, but she also, she just has such a fantastic journey and such an out, a great outlook. So Tanya, welcome to the podcast. I'm Thank you, so Megan. excited to have this conversation with you. Um, tell us, I know I gave a very brief overview, right? I said you were on TV. That totally. That's okay. That was a good one. It was, like... a, it was a great, it was a great introduction. Perfect. Um, but if you can, cause I, I have your full bio here, but you are a busy woman. You have done a lot of things. So give us kind of the quick overview of how you got started in television, what, like what that journey was like, and then how, what, what you're doing these days. Okay. That's a big question. Um, I will fit it all in. Okay. So, well, I was Miss Canada years and years and years ago. And I only say that because for some reason people introduce me still to this day as that. And it was a long time ago, like a long time ago. Um, And since then I basically, you know, um, was on the road and, and really wanted to become an actress. And then I, you know, struggled in New York to, I pounded the pavement and did everything I could like all actors do. And then I sort of fell into hosting and TV hosting is sort of really what took off. I was on a show for um, called Robotica with Amit Zappa, and I hosted that for a couple of seasons. And then I um, auditioned for a show called Sell This House, and Sell This House was on the air for 12 years, 15 years, and then it went off for seven, and then it came back for a couple of years. And then I also did another show, Sell This House Extreme, and Smart Home Nation is a one that I executive produced a couple of years ago. And so I just really fell into um, the entertainment business, and I've you know I've had a really wonderful career. I was nominated for an Emmy. Um, yeah, uh, I I was nominated alongside Martha Stewart. That was interesting. But the Barefoot contestant beat both of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't won one yet. Be up there in that lineup, right? That's that's impressive, and and congratulations. That was cool. Thank you. It's it's always fun to to see you on TV because we my kids love to watch the the home shows, and so every so often I'm like, I know her. Yeah, (laughs) which is always fun. They're all airing now on Dabble. Like if you watch Dabble TV, my shows are there's they're on almost every day. So. (laughs) <laughs> they're the old show. They're the old ones. For some reason, yeah, the new yeah. episodes aren't airing on Dabble, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you find your place. You're you're kind of working as a, a transformational coach, right? And yeah. I, I'd love to hear how how you've evolved from being in television and and then coming to be a transformational coach. How did that happen? Yeah. Okay. So um, when I I'm 52 years old now. So, you know, I feel like I've kind of been around the block a couple of times. 
especially, you know, the entertainment business isn't the most, it's not emotionally the easiest business to do well in, uh, do well or, you know, or just get into altogether. So I had an amazing run. It was incredible. And I loved, and I celebrate my past now. And then I came to a point in my life where I made, I don't want to say I made some bad decisions, but I got myself into situations that then started the spiral down. So I ended up getting married. Um, and I was in a situation where it just, he wonderful man just wasn't right for me. And then what happens is you start to feel a little bit, um, I don't know. I just knew that I was in the wrong marriage. And then I ended up on a show on uh, Hallmark Channel. And the environment on that show just wasn't in line with my integrity. We'll just put it lightly. So I walked off set and I quit the show. And so there, then now I was a few months later, I left my husband. And so here I am a single mom and not thinking because I didn't have a plan B and I spiraled down quite a bit and I invested money. The money I had, I had, a, I had, I had saved quite a bit mm-hmm. and, but I invested in the wrong investments, the wrong people. And one of the things you do not do is that when you're in your rock bottom, never make a business decision. And that is what I did, which spiraled it down even more. Basically I lost everything. And, um, yeah. And I was really in my rock bottom for a few years. It was really tough and I hid in a cave. And so everything that people, you know, and it was kind of public, it's, it was out there, it was um, noted. And so it's very, very difficult on every single level to go through something like that publicly. Right. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but my girlfriend called me and said, she says, I think you need to try ayahuasca plant medicine. I don't know if I ever told you this, Megan. I don't think years. so. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> I talk about it out. This is really, really the truth now because I wasn't talking about it publicly for a long time. And so I ended up, uh, you know, trying plant medicine. I went to my friend's house when I had no idea what ayahuasca was, didn't know what I was getting into, had, didn't do any research, nothing. And that night was, it was a shaman from Costa Rica who I'm friends with now, but that night was um, probably the most difficult and awful and worst and most amazing magical experience of my life all in one night. And Mm -hmm. because I didn't know anything about it, I drank a lot of it. And if you've ever done ayahuasca, you'll know that drinking a lot of it changes your experience. (laughs) It just, the more you drink, the more of an experience you have. And so it was, yeah, it was insane. And so through that, it taught, it does, it sounds going to sound weird, but you can actually, there's spirit in the medicine. And it said to me, and yes, I sound crazy, but it does talk to you. And it said to me, start, use your God-given talent as, as an interviewer. I love interviewing people. It's what I've done for many years. And so it said, interview a hundred people that hit rock bottom and got out of it. And from that, in in a podcast, start a podcast, told me what to call it and everything, and then write a book and then get on stage and start speaking about it. So I was like, okay. And, you know, I've learned a lot about being in your rock bottom. And one of the things is that, you know, you can't wait for somebody to throw you out of a life jacket, which is what I think a lot of people do. We play the victim. We're we're stuck in it and it's everyone else's fault but our own. And who's going to save me and who's going to be there for me? And that day just doesn't usually happen. So you have to take the step yourself and you have to do it yourself. And step one is just realizing it's not anyone else's fault that you're there because of the decisions that you made or 
the way that you, the way that life has, you know, the way that you've responded to certain things in life, or maybe rock bottom just happens and it's been completely out of your control, but it's how are you going to then, you know, look at it and what perspective are you going to have to get out? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so it told me that. So then I started interviewing a hundred people that hit rock bottom. I think I'm on like, I've interviewed about a hundred, but I haven't posted all of them Okay, because I'm being very picky on which one I've posted. And so my podcast is called Life Masters yep. and it's on every single podcast platform. And from that, it, the medicine said, you'll, the answers are there. Start interviewing people that hit rock bottom, learn how they got out of it, implement those strategies into your own life and see what happens. And I did. And about three months later, I ended up meeting, you know, the most incredible man. We now live in the Palisades together. We have this beautiful life together. Um, Not only did one TV show come back and I hadn't been, I'd been out of work for almost seven years. Mm -hmm. It was almost like five and between five and seven years. Like I got little things, but nothing. And then literally within three months, A&E called me and said, we want to bring back your show, sell this house and we can't do without you. And then I pitched, so we did that. I pitched them another show called Smart Home Nation and they gave it the green light. And so I was executive producing and hosting one show and hosting another show. And I was gone, gone for three years hosting these shows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The career comes back, everything's going great. And then I'm on the road and I'm like, yeah, I'm a mom now and I have a relationship (laughs) and I have responsibilities that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And so when I got back, I was so happy in one respect, very un- unfulfilled in another, because being a mom, I have a 12 year old daughter, Ava, and I have, I'm in a relationship and family and being a great mom is number one for me, yep. especially at this stage in my life. Yep. And I've come to the point where, you know, I don't really, I don't need to be on TV. I don't need the attention anymore. I've, I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. It's been amazing. And so I promised my daughter that I wouldn't work. I wouldn't leave the house anymore, any longer than 10 days. Mm-hmm. And so until she goes off to college. Yep. And so, yeah, it's going to put a damper in my camera career, but it's fine because we can all pivot and change. And um, I'm so happy being at home and being that mom. And so it's, it's given me a lot of, um, it's yes. given me a lot of, yeah, happiness. I, and I think that's amazing because that, that idea of like, you, you got back to that career that you wanted, right? So after hitting rock bottom and having time off you, you're thrust back into it. But I think people have to realize that we change over time and our lives change over time and, and setting really clear priorities on what matters most is what's going to fulfill you. Right. Yeah. So you, if you're chasing that, that acting, the, the career on television, but you're neglecting the family and the, the child at home, likely you're going to feel, you're going to feel that. Right. And, oh, and so yeah. the, the glamour it's of awful. being on the road and being on camera and doing all these fun projects starts to drain you instead of energize you. Right. I was very drained. I was worn out. I was sad. I was, I was yeah. happy that I was back on TV. And then I realized just doesn't have the same effect as it did when I was in my thirties and forties, early forties. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So and- I want to talk about the rock bottom for a minute, because I know that sure. you, you're writing a book about this and, and we're, we're waiting to hear when the book's going to come out, but you, you have a lot of, of tips. And one of the things you shared in, in our show notes, um, 
We can't heal if we keep doing the same things over and over. That's usually what got us there in the first place, but having the courage to think outside the box, try new things, be open with curiosity is needed for true healing. And I love this because I think it's so true, but I think that when we're in rock bottom, it can be hard to find, like, how do you find the, the passion? How do you find the strength to, to kind of make the decision to start? Right. Cause sometimes I think when we're in rock bottom, it's, it's the, we can't even find the the decision point to say, I need to get myself out of this. No. And that decision point, it's very interesting. It's such a good question. I was in my rock bottom for almost seven years. So I sat in it for a long time. And there was a lot of trauma that had been ingrained into my mind too during that time. If you sit in it, because I didn't have the answers to get out. I didn't know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's, it's not that the passion comes back. It, everything takes time. Mm-hmm. But I always say live life with curiosity. Mm-hmm. And because it's it really is the the roadmap to get out if you're curious. Because I had gotten to where I'd gotten to because I had been doing the same things over and over again, living my life the same way. And so the fact that my girlfriend said, I think you need ayahuasca. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's an an idea, right? It's a starting point. (laughs) I was willing and ready to try anything. And if you're not willing and ready to try anything, you're not quite at your rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it pushes you to try new things and to think differently because what you're thinking and how you got there for whatever reason. Right. So I always tell people like the first thing that you do is just, just be like be okay in the silence. There's so much magic in the silence and sit with yourself and take the time, get out into nature, go on hikes, connect. You have to re-find yourself. You have to reconnect with yourself and it takes time. Yeah. And you know, you say that, and I, I think it's so important to take that time and spend that time, but we are so consumed with, yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm of course we're, we're, going to publish this as audio, you won't see this. I'm waving my cell phone in the air, right? Like we are, there's constant things taking our attention away. And you have to be really intentional about finding the space where you're not distracted. You're not overwhelmed. It's the, like, for me, if I start feeling like I'm reaching a point where things are just spiraling, I, the phone goes on silent. I take my watch off. So I'm not getting the the alerts here. I'll go for a hike. I'll get outside. Like it's just, I have to, I have to get away from all of this stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think like in terms of what you're saying, right, we have to find that space where we can just be alone with our thoughts to figure out what, what is most important? How do I prioritize? What most, yeah. What's, yeah. Where do I want to get to? We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show.
one of my first steps is I started hearing about this guy, Joe Dispenza and Abraham Hicks and all that stuff. So I started following Abraham Hicks and then I switched over to Joe Dispenza and I would do his walking meditation almost every morning. Mm-hmm. I'd go on the beach or I'd go into the forest or wherever the, you know, some of the, you know, Runyon Canyon or wherever I was. And I would just put on his meditation, even if I didn't go through the whole thing, because it was really long, but I would, it would put my brain in the state of mind where I was feeling at least a tiny bit inspired. And that's, mm-hmm. the, it's planting the seeds when you're at your rock bottom, you're not going to have it blast out of you. Like all of a sudden it's gone away. No, it happens in steps. Mm-hmm. And um, and also it's, and I know this sounds crazy, but another thing too, is to just really try to tap into what you do have. The fact that you have food and you have clean water. I've, I've traveled the world and I've seen families that don't have food or clean water. So mm-hmm. we also have to be realistic in the things that we do have. We have a nice cozy bed and you get it to wake up and you get to have your beautiful cup of coffee that's your, in your favorite mug and all these things. And even if you can just plant the seeds with a tiny bit of knowing and feeling that gratefulness. Gratitude is, right? gratitude is, is a, huge. It's yeah. a frequency. It's, yeah. I, you know? I, so I've shared with you, like the past couple of years have been crazy in my life. I've been through a lot of things that have been challenging. And the one thing that's helped keep me grounded is gratitude. And, and sometimes it's as sometimes. <laughs> My favorite mug is clean and I get to have my coffee out of my very favorite mug, right? Like it's like, like it can be that simple, but when we're, when we can find gratitude for the little things day to day, it does help. I've been doing the same thing with my kids where I encourage them to find gratitude throughout the day as well and share it with, with me and each other. Like it's helped from a keeping my family grounded. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's a big deal. Sometimes we're looking for the big things, right? We're, we want the big things to be grateful for, but it's not, it's not every day those things are going to come along. And if you're always searching for something really big and monumental, then you're, you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) Like it's those little things that are so important. A lot of it is a, it's a, I believe anyways, it's a, it's a frequency. Okay. So we all know when we feel the frequency of love, we all know when we feel the frequency of gratitude to the fullest, like we feel our whole body. It just, it's like this, this cloud that's just lifted. Right. So it's fine. It's raising your frequency, even, even a little tiny bit, even if you're thinking about that coffee mug, you're thinking about the mug, you're not thinking about what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so that is one step in the right direction. And that's all you got to do is step by step by step. Right. And there's so many other things that I learned. I learned about 20 to 25 things about how to get out of rock bottom, the roadmap to get out. And that's what the book is, is I love be that. about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I, it, it's, it's not just going to be one thing. Right. And it's, no. it's going to be like, okay, today I wake up and decide and tomorrow I'm out of it. Right. It's, it's, it's it's a process, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, but, but I love that you've taken your story and your, your own journey and are helping to transform lives. Right. It's, it's you, you've, you have found purpose in your rock bottom in in others through it. I think that's amazing. Um, I'm a big fan. We talk a lot about here at IAW community and how, our own stories can help others in ways that totally. we never mm-hmm. saw. And I, I'm so big on telling our stories and putting that out there because if I've been through it and and I can share one little glimpse of a tip or something that will help somebody else, 
sign me Why up. Why not? I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, that's really what my podcast is about too. The life masters is all about people that hit rock bottom and got out. So it's yeah. everybody's story. And some of them are kind of known in the self-help world, but most people is just average everyday people that, you know, want to tell their story. And I thought their story was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I learned from them. Yeah. And I realized that like, no matter what part of the world I'm interviewing somebody from, there's similarities, there's similarities yeah. on how they got out. Mm-hmm. And there were so many of them. I was just like, wow. And then it was very clear how, what I needed to do yeah. to get myself out of it. And I'm not condoning plant medicine at all. I'm just saying that was my path. That was your there thing. are many paths. There mm-hmm. are many paths you can take. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of meditation. Yeah. You know, that's huge. It's yeah. all about like raising your frequency and and also another thing is to make sure that you're very aware of what you put in your ears, your eyes, your mouth, everything, because, and you have to get rid of the people that don't, that don't, that aren't supportive of you anymore and mm-hmm. find that space. But it's very important. The music you listen to, the kind of music you listen to, like I'm listening to binaural beats all the time in my house and high frequency music when I'm writing or working mm-hmm. or this and that, like. I barely watch the news. It makes me very stressed out and it just yep. brings, it brings me down. I I'm aware of what's going on, you know, on a surface level, but for me, I've chosen not to have my daughter worry about certain things at 12 years old that she doesn't need to worry about where, yep. you know, yeah. So it's very yeah. important and, and feed your body. Well, like take care of it. This is your temple. We're mm-hmm. so blessed to have a body that works, you know? Right. So, right. I, yeah. And that can be hard, right? Because we're, we're always consuming content. We're always, there's always so much noise and busyness. So around us. You said something about the people. And I think that this, this is one of the, the, those things that it can be so hard to identify the toxic people in your life and to identify the people who maybe aren't, aren't the most supportive of where you're at in your life. Right. But everybody you interact with, like their, their comments, their questions, they might, you might think that they have your best interests at heart, but be really mindful of, of what you're letting other people get inside your head. And, and if you have to set boundaries or you have to change relationships, just know that that can be part of the process, right? Well, it is a part of the process. Like, I mean, (laughs) it is, you really need to assess who Mm -hmm. you're hanging out with. You know, we all know who those people are. Yep. Like even if it's people that you keep reaching out to on text and they never return your text, that's the perfect person to let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because at that point, it's your feeling the need to be accepted or liked by them. That, that's none of like, there's none of that. When you're in your rock bottom, it's time for you to be very selfish. Yes. With your time, your energy, your thoughts. And I always, you know, and I, and I say too, like, be careful of what you watch too. Like, be careful of this, the content that you mm-hmm. are allowing your brain to take in. Because like, if you're going to go out and watch horror movies and, you know, um, shows about, you know, serial killers and stuff, it's just, t- you can do that, but do it not when you're in rock bottom. If that's, I never watch that stuff anymore. It's not even in my reality at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just very important to watch what you how you live your life in order to get out of it. It's all about, like I said, it's all about raising the frequency in what you watch, what you eat, what you wear, what you like everything, Mm -hmm. how you live your life step Mm -hmm. by step. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, So now that you're, you're committed to not traveling and, and not doing the, the television stuff, tell me, what are you working on these days? So it was a big, huge adjustment. And I sat with myself and I'm just like, what do I do now? And 
you know, that's another thing. Um, I could do anything I wanted. So I was pretty excited about that. It's all about perception. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I decided that I was going to shift everything to be with my daughter. And now um, it's strange how just opportunities come about when you open yourself up. Mm-hmm. And so I got a call from Crystal Stewart, who is with Miss Academy, and she used to own the Miss USA pageant for many years. And she asked me to create a 10-week program to teach her community of like 15,000 beautiful, amazing uh, humans to teach them hosting and on-camera mm-hmm. presence and confidence. And so I work with them on confidence and self-worth and rejection. And so that's turned into this program that I'm launching. I've actually launched it October 15th, but I'm going to be launching it again and open to the public next year in 2024. But but I'm also studying and I'm going to be graduating in a month as um, an accredited um, coach, transformational coach. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. I've been working hard on that for a few (laughs) years. I'm finally going to be graduating and and, uh, so yeah, I'm a transformational coach. Now I'm taking one-on-one clients, not too many, but Mm-hmm. And I do some group coaching as well. And and I love, love helping women through just life's ups and downs and pivoting mm-hmm. because I'm at the age two and I feel like my generation from like 45 to 60, really, we're all sitting here going, I don't know how to work the computer. I don't know my whole life, but everything's changed. It has, we're, we're, I feel like we're like that couple generations that was sort of left in the I don't know what to do now because everything's so different and my job right. has changed. Everything's right. changed. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So I kind of, I help people find their, their new, their new amazing journey. I yeah. love it. Such a, such a powerful story you have. And I, I have followed you for a long time, right? We met years ago through yeah. IAT. So yeah, I've seen it good. and the, even like I have, I have life masters subscribed on my podcast and I I listen to it when I, when they seem interesting and I love it. Um, but thank you for being here to share your story and, and hopefully somebody has, has gotten some inspiration out of this, right? I think that if you're listening to this and you feel like rock bottom is, is a place you're at or a place you're trying to get out of, um, our communities here for you. That's, that's Mm -hmm. like IAW. We, we really talk about being authentic and open and, and there's, there's always people to support. So don't be afraid to, to come on the, in the community and reach out for support where you need it. Um, before we wrap up, I want to make sure people know where to find you online. We've got you on Instagram at Tanya Meme, Twitter on Twitter or X Tanya Meme, and also Facebook Tanya Meme official. You can also find her in the IAW community. She also serves on the leadership team of our IAW Los Angeles. Yes. So you can, oh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can connect with Tanya at some of our local events. Um, Tanya, as we wrap up, I'd love if you could, you could close this up with just like one final tip or takeaway that, that somebody could go start working on. To well, help something that uh, you just mentioned your net, I believe that your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all about how many people you know and that you're open to knowing. So I joined IAW when I first met you when I was still in my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really did. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that even now you notice differences in, oh, absolutely. you know, in absolutely. my energy and everything from when absolutely. you first met me, it was the whole thing. And so join a group like IAW. And if, you know, or this one or another or group that resonates yeah. with you, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, 
And the the people that I have met and the people that I know helped me get from point A to point B. You have to be able to ask for help and be okay with that, which is a huge thing for some people. Yep. But it just comes naturally once you start opening up your mind and your life to, you know, a new community of people. It's mm-hmm. like get rid of the people that don't fit you and that don't serve you anymore and welcome in new people. Absolutely. And it is amazing the magic that happens. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I totally love that love that wrap yeah. up there and couldn't agree more. But I want to say thank you so much for being here to all of our listeners. If you if you enjoyed this, if you took anything away, we'd love comments, we love your reviews. Um it always helps keeps us motivated yeah, back end. Um, and go connect, go follow Tanya. She has a book coming out soon. She's launching a workshop. Let's go support her and stay connected. So Tanya, thank you so much to all our listeners. Thank you. As always, we will be back here again next week with another episode. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.